Hey, Nick Nimmin. One of my good friends, Nick Nimmin, is here. Nick is the co-host of the Business of Video podcast, but he also has his own YouTube channel, 75,000 subscribers. 87,000. 87, I'm going to fire that intern who gave me the number. <laughs> so... Talk about how you, you've really exploded on the scene, and I know you've been doing it a while, but you've really taken off in your channel, and you're growing so quickly, and you're providing great information. What is the sort of the foundation for you of success on YouTube? The, the foundation for me personally is basically knowing who it is that I'm making content for, and and just doing that over and over again. You know, like basically, I teach YouTubers how to grow their channels, make videos, and all types of other YouTube-related stuff. So basically, every single piece of content on my channel helps YouTube creators in, in one way or another. And because of that, that creates a lot of binge watching and things like that. So that you know, it, it essentially creates a watch time trap right. on my channel, which is something that you know everybody should do if you're not doing that already. As far as really niching down and, and serving a specific audience, right. Now, do you think that people who have a couple different areas of expertise, right, should they do that through, like, playlists and, and different, different content groupings on the channel? Or should they actually create two different channels so they're not confusing people and the content that one group's looking for doesn't get lost? Um, for that, if, you, if, if all of your content fits under an umbrella, like, let's say, for example, um, like in my case, like if you do creative-based content, right, right um, and you're serving like creators, right, like in my case, then if I, make, if I make a video about, you know, how to use Photoshop to make better thumbnails, that's a good fit, even though it's a Photoshop video. Right, right. If I make another video about how to get yourself motivated to make videos, that still fits my core audience. However, if I make a vlog about, hey, this is me running to the store and trying to accomplish this particular thing, right. then that's not a good fit for my audience, and that should be on another channel. Right. So how to save money uh, when right. you're anything, clothes shopping right. or something. Anything like that. Any any other types of tips that right. doesn't fit under that initial umbrella of the type of content that I make, that's the stuff that needs to go onto another channel so that I can serve my audience with, with exactly what it is that they want. Right, right. Now, what, what I'm interested in is that there are so many YouTubers here who really seem fascinated by live streaming. Um, what what made you decide to get into live streaming, and um, where do you see it fitting in for a YouTuber to their entire sort of marketing plan or their their community building plan? Sure. I um I first got into live streaming. Um, my first live stream was actually I live streamed a tutorial, okay. um, a Photoshop tutorial. And at that time, I, I think I might have had three thousand subscribers. I might have had, you know, three views or three people actually coming into the stream. And to me, I'm like, all right, you know, three people are watching. This is fantastic, right? Um, but I didn't live stream after that because I didn't really understand the value at the time. Right. And then what happened is as soon as YouTube let out their, their mobile app that lets you live stream, if you have over 100 subscribers, then you can live stream straight from your phone. So it doesn't get any easier than that. So as soon as I found out about that, um, I, I uh, went and live streamed. Like, I, I found out, you know... Hey, YouTube just released this app. Five minutes later, I'm live streaming onto YouTube, and the response was fantastic from the audience that I had built at the time. So I said, wow, this is great. I'm getting a lot of good feedback and all that stuff. I ended up streaming for three hours straight on that first live stream just because the engagement was great. You know, I had I had other creators that I had respected in the past, Roberto Blake swung by, you right. know, things like that. So it was like, wow, this is fantastic, and I kind of got the bug there. And then from that point on, I started live streaming on a more regular basis. And then now it's to the point to where every single Saturday, my audience knows that I'm going to be live streaming and I'm going to be sharing value to them. And, and what that creates is, from the business side, right. right, what that creates is 
one, you have you have that built-in social proof. So every single Saturday, I, you know, there's people waiting for, for me to hit that to hit that live button, right? right. So when, when YouTube starts distributing that video all over their platform, then what happens is when people start coming in, they see that audience is already there, and then it's like, oh, hey, this person must be, you know, talking about something good or whatever, and they'll hang out for a bit. And, and because of the type of information that I share, um, uh, it ends up being... It ends up being a really awesome lead generator. Right. So as an example, when I finish a live stream, based on the questions and things like that that people are asking during the live stream, um, when a live stream is complete and I check my email box, it, immediately there's leads in my email box for a bunch of different stuff. And in addition to that, over the course of the, of the following week, then a lot more leads just, they're just pouring in based on people seeing the replay of that stream, based on the people that were hanging out in the live stream and all of that. So in terms of lead generation, in terms of actually connecting with your audience, you know, that's where the real magic is. Now, Be, now, because, because when you connect, sorry, when people watch videos, they see something that's produced, they don't see mistakes, they don't see the real side right. of this. Like for example, like just now, you know, you started to talk, I cut you <laughs> off rudely, right? But but we handled that and we, uh, and we moved I on. I cut you off. <laughs> But but that's like a that's that's reality, right? Right. right? And, and I and, and people really connect with that. And when right. you when people can see those imperfections in, in the people that they watch, I think that there's a, a much stronger connection right. that happens there that you just you just can't get in a video, regardless of how authentic you are in a video. You just can't create that same authenticity that naturally comes through in a live stream. So have you rebalanced your your plan as far as content creation goes? Like, how much of your content now are you doing first live? and then maybe cutting up, and that becomes your YouTube uploads, and how much do you, do you commit still to doing recorded videos and produced videos? On, on YouTube specifically, um, videos have a shorter shelf life, or right. live streams typically, not always, but in most cases have a, have a shorter shelf life. So because of that, I still upload two videos per week, and then I do my live stream. Now, to my fault, because you know I've got clients to work with, stuff like that, so I don't take the time to take my live streams and repurpose them into additional content on my channel, even though I probably should because that would give me more uploads and all that stuff, and the same information is in there. Right. However, for me, it's it's that Saturday lead generator, and I kind of want to push all the traffic to that Saturday so that when people come, when, when people know I'm going live and they start coming in and doing those surges of people coming in from the notifications and people coming in like, oh, hey, I, I made a, a reminder that Nick's going on on Saturday, right. then what happens is, is all of those surges come in on that one moment and that causes YouTube to promote me out more, right, which right. pulls in more people to my channel and, 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 and helps me swell my audience. So we talked about YouTubers who are interested in going live more. There's also live streamers, probably some people watching this now, people yeah. like me, who have put all their effort and all their time into live, and now are thinking, well, YouTube's got a little bit more of a role maybe than just uploading as an archive, right, and leaving it there. What is the, the most important tip you could give to somebody who's trying to build a YouTube channel and trying to get some traction with the videos that they're uploading? What, what's, is there one tip that, you, that can make a difference for the average person starting out on YouTube? Absolutely. I'll break that down into two things. If you have somebody that's actually wanting to do it, start right now. That, that's the first thing. If you're wanting to do it, start right now because there's a learning curve involved, right? So, so the sooner you get started, even if your phone sucks, if your phone right. sucks and you're like, hey, you know, the only thing I can live stream with is my phone. I don't have a computer. You know, I need, I need to, I need to, to I want to get out there, but, but I want to wait until I get a better phone. Do it now. 
because you know, as you know, you know, there's the there's the tech side of it. Right. There's just learning how to actually do it and, and how to keep that you know that thought flow rolling. Right. And and that's going to take some time. So start now and go ahead and start getting that practice in. Now, if you are if you already have a channel and you're considering and you're considering live streaming or you're just wanting a general tip for what you should do, it's enjoy the journey. Right. Because you know, with with any content that you're that you're putting online. It, in most cases, you know, of course there's anomalies, but in most cases, it's a long process. So, you know, find content that you can make that you, even better if you enjoy it, but find content that you can make on a regular basis and just keep doing it. And, and don't stop, don't give up, just keep doing it, keep refining, and keep putting content out there because as you do that, you build your video library up, then as your library grows, in some cases, depending on how you structure things, your income can grow, your influence grows, and things like that. Now, with YouTube specifically, as of our conversation right now, this may change in the future, probably right. will, but as of our conversation, you know, the, the, the difference with YouTube in comparison to like Facebook and all of that is, if I do a live stream today, depending on how I optimize the metadata for that video, that live stream is going to be in the ether. I mean, it can show up in Google, it right, can, you right, know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, it's going to be in the ether. It's going to be driving me traffic long term. This time, three years from now, that live stream is still going to be driving traffic my way. So, if you if you multiply that over the course of an entire video library, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a huge impact that you can have and a lot of eyeballs you can get in front of. So, you, so live streamers get on over to YouTube and without, start working on it. Yeah, without without question. And and you know, on YouTube too, it's a little bit different than Facebook because with Facebook, you know, you go and you just hit a button and you go. Um, the mobile app is like that, but you got to have 100 subscribers first. And if somebody's just starting out and they don't have that 100 subscribers, then you have to do it from your desktop. There's a little bit of tech involved. You know, what I mean, as far as you know, using right. software, I got to use OBS or Wirecast or something like that. Um, and and you got to get your stream key and put all of that in there right, and all right. that. So there's a little bit of tech involved with that. Um, but that's why it's important to start, right. to start now and go ahead and start learning all of that stuff, you know, so you can get it all taken care of. Thank you so much for joining us, and yeah, it's great you. to meet you in person here. Likewise. And just tell everybody where they can find you and uh, what kind of programming to look for. Okay, um, you can find me at nicknimmon.com. Um, you can also go to youtube.com slash nicknimmon, and that's N-I-M-M-I-N. And, uh, or you can just go to YouTube and search, or Google or anywhere, and search uh, N-I-C-K-N-I-M-M-I-N, and, uh, and I'll come up. It's Nick Nimmin. Thank you so much, Nick. Thank you, Ross. I appreciate Great it. Great to talk to you. Likewise.